Bienvenido a Kaiser Permanente. El doctor ya te puede ver. Verá que aunque eres muy activo, ahora te cansas más rápido de lo normal. Verá que a menudo almuerzas comida rápida. Próxima ventanilla. Verá que pones a tu familia primero y tu salud tiende a caer en segundo o tercer lugar. Y claro que verá que tienes el azúcar alto, igual que tu papá. En Kaiser Permanente trabajamos juntos para ver todo lo que tú eres y darte el cuidado que tú mereces. Kaiser Permanente, para todo lo que tú eres. Hey, 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 you guys. What's going on? Welcome to The Camera Adds 10 Pounds. That's right. I'm your host, Peter Sears. What's up? And uh, before we start, just got to tell you guys, as always, this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at Performa.com. Performa, they are your leader in fitness accessories. And you know me, this is a podcast about health and fitness. So what better than to help promote a brand that does fitness accessories? They have all of your fitness accessory needs. If you're a person that likes to go to the gym and look cool like me, because let's be honest, you know, you go to you go to the gym, you see these people with these old beat up shaker cups that are like, you know, hanging on one leg and they're cracked and you know, you gotta you gotta hold the cap so it won't pop out. No. Go to performa.com. They 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 basically they didn't invent the perfect shaker but they they perfected the perfect shaker and uh, they have a bunch of them that's what got me started um, when you use their shaker cups the products the whatever you're mixing protein powder uh, pre-workout whatever you're mixing mixes perfectly hence the name perfect shaker so uh, and they have other stuff too they have the best workout towels I fucking love their workout towels they have wrist straps wrist straps containers meal prep containers meal prep bags they have everything for your fitness lover in your life if that's you they have everything that you need also um, do yourself a favor go to performa.com enter the promo code 10 pounds the word 10 the word pounds you will save 15% off of your order and as always this podcast is brought to you by my good friends at bucked up supplements you guys bucked up they have all of your supplement needs. You want some multivitamins? They got them. You want some buck feed protein powder? They got it. You want some energy drinks? They got it. You want some pre-workout? They've got it. They've got some amino acids. They have all of your fitness supplement needs. You want to get jacked? They have stuff for that. You want to lose weight? They have stuff for that. You want to increase your performance in an endurance event like marathons that I run? They have stuff for that. Do yourselves a favor. Go to buckedup.com, enter the promo code 10 pounds, the number 10, and the word pounds, and you will save 20% off your order. And if you're not sure if you want to commit to something, buy one of their sample packs. All you got to do is pay shipping and handling, which is like five bucks or something, and you can try some of their pre-workout, some of their post-workout, some of their amino formulas, like, and you usually get something free with that sample pack. But anyway, uh, like I said, go to buckedup.com, enter promo code 10 at the number 10, the word pounds, you will save 20% off of your orders. So, um, what's going on, you guys? It's Peter. It's me. Um, just me today. I was uh, going to do a podcast, uh, which we'll get into in a second. But, um, well, I did do, this is a podcast, but I was going to do a different podcast um, uh, with my buddy Justin because uh, I was in Vegas this week. And uh, we just ended up getting uh, to uh, just catch up and, you know, have dinner and stuff. And, you know, he's one of my. Uh, He's one of the first, like, I mean, he's a real friend in comedy that I have, and, uh, you know, he lives in Vegas now. He was one of the, I've talked about him on the podcast before, but he was one of the first guys to take me on the road 
you know, when I was a new comic, and I, you know, I always appreciated that, and I always appreciate him, and, you know, enjoy working with him, and, you know, it's like, you know, when we're in this comedy game, especially in L.A., you know, it's really easy, like myself, um, to just get caught up in the grind of it, you know, working, you know, trying to get spots, trying to, uh, you know, work to survive in one of the most expensive cities, you know, in the country, and also, you know, get in front of the right people. It's just a grind, and before you know it, like, you haven't seen or hung out with, like, people in, you know, months or so, so um, I was, we were going to do a podcast, but we ended up just hanging out, and then it got to be late, and um, so anyway, just me today, but I wanted to uh, just check in, recap some stuff over the last week or so. Uh, hope you, hopefully, you guys listened to the episode uh, that John and I did last week. Um, John's a good dude too. You know, there's, there's, you know, I, I've talked about it before, but you know, me, uh, you know, LA is notorious for, especially like in the industry, whatever industry you're in, is uh, notorious for people you know seeming like they might be your friends and uh then you realize that they're just your friend because they need something or want something from you and you know i don't have a lot but you know there there are a lot of people that when i left um kind of i've talked about it but you know when i when i went to oklahoma for a while uh, there's you know quite a few people that you know stopped fucking with me stopped uh you know following me on social media stopped liking my posts and stuff like and it's it's this petty little stuff that shouldn't bother me but the thing that bothers me about it is you know when you think someone is your friend and then you realize that they're not your friend you know so you know i am lucky that i do have you know you know a few people that i consider friends and whatnot in the industry and not that people hate me you know i don't necessarily have anything like i mean maybe i don't know um, if people hate me, I don't know about it, but I'm just not close with anybody, and it's because there's not a lot of... I mean, I am close with people, but there's, it's just not a lot of people. You see what I'm saying? Um, but anyway, uh, great podcast with John. We had fun going up to Paso Robles last week um, and doing a show. It was a weird show. Um, it's always fun to go up there, but it was a weird show because the crowd was just... Uh, they wanted to talk, and so I think I did like, I don't know, like 35, 40 minutes, and of that 35, 40 minutes, I think maybe 30 minutes of it was actual jokes, and the rest was fucking, I don't know what, I, I've listened to it, and I still, people seem to have a good time, you know, I, 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 I got some followers from it, <laughs> you know, which is always a goal of mine, you know, anytime I do Anytime I do shows, you know, I have a couple goals. One goal is that people like me enough to follow me on social media because these days, you know, that's a big part of the business side is, you know, clubs and venues and whatnot um, want to know that you have a following um, so that when they book you, you know, people will come and I don't have a huge following, you know, so I'm always hoping that I can I can build on that. Um, and then also... Uh, you know, you hope that you sell stuff because, you know, not every job pays, you know, a ton. So if you can uh, make some extra money on a job, that's always helpful, you know. Um, so I was able to do both of those things, even though the show was weird. So uh, that was fun. Um, we had a great time at the show up in Apple Valley. 
uh, last week as well. The uh, the HD Laughs, my monthly show up at the uh, Dream Lounge in Apple Valley. You know, I've been trying to build it up, and it's it's really hard to you know to get people to go to anything. You know, and then you know you, you compound that with being on a on a weeknight. You know, people have to go to work, and it's like, you know, the thing is, it's it's you know again i've talked about it a million times but i think that i'm going to uh, do you know big and amazing things i mean to me i still i i do you know amazing things but the scale isn't huge like you know i still think it's cool that i get to go to like a foreign country and get paid to do comedy like i did last week again i was in Edmonton last weekend um, not the best gig it wasn't as good as the other gig that I did in Edmonton but still like the principle of okay I write jokes and now I'm going to a foreign country and getting paid to do those jokes like that's fucking cool you know um, but my point is is like you know as someone trying to build a following and trying to build certain things you know one of the biggest struggles is trying to get people to come to stuff you know, I can go to a city where I don't know anybody and perform and it's a packed house. And then I can perform in the city that I grew up in, like Ontario, for example. And, you know, maybe I get, you know, a couple hundred people out. But like it's like I know hundreds of people there and people just don't want to come out and support. Um, and it's it. It, it kind of hurts, you know, like I'll be honest, it kind of hurts because it's like here I am working towards this thing that I've been working for for 10 years. And anybody who's seen me from the beginning can clearly see that I've gotten so much better. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm fucking good, dude. I'm good at what I do. I'm really good at my job. Um, and I want more and more people to see that and know that. And the fact that people that you actually know personally won't necessarily come out to support you it's kind of frustrating because those are the same people who um i say when when i do get big um they will you know try to you know associate themselves with you and be like oh you know shout out to my boy peter blah 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 doing and it's like don't fucking shout me out like you know me, dude. I mean, yeah, you know me, but, like, you haven't come to support, you know? You haven't been to a show fucking in, you know, eight years or something or ever, you know? And now because I'm doing fucking huge things, you want to try to attach yourself to me? And, oh, hey, Pete, can I get tickets to, to see you open for, you know, Kevin Hart? Not that that would happen, but I'm just saying, like, it's like, no, dude, I can't get you tickets. Like, you, I, I, I could have gotten you tickets when I was trying to fill the Ontario Improv or when I had a monthly show here or a monthly show there, like at the Ice House, which, you know, is, is opening back up again. So my monthly show will be coming back soon. Um, it's like, I know I could have gotten you tickets to those when I needed the support, but you couldn't take the time out of your day to come support me. But now that I'm doing these fucking huge things, now you want a ticket. And it's like, no, fuck you, dude. I don't need your support anymore. I have that following now. I don't need you. But when you're building that following, you need the help of your friends. And that's why I'm always appreciative of like, you know, like my brothers who, you know, always come out. Um, my cousin Daniel, who's probably been to, I want to say the most shows outside of like, you know, my ex-girlfriend or whatnot. Um, 
and then like my buddy Eric who's come to see me, my buddy Ernie who's come to see like I mean they've they've come since like basically like day one or two of me doing stand up, you know. Um, and there's people that do come, you know, and I do appreciate you guys, but I'm 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 specifically pointing out people that like you know, like like I was saying, like my show in Apple Valley, I've been trying to build it. We've been doing it for I don't know, I think we started in like September or October, you know, just trying to build a monthly show and you know, the plan has always been to, you know, build the monthly and then get it to the point where it ends up being a weekly show. Um, and then, you know, I don't mind sharing things because I share some of my lofty goals with you guys. Um, build it up eventually to the point where I have, you know, not just a weekly show, but then maybe like I do a weekend, you know, once a month. And then from there, keep building it. I'd like to open a comedy club. I've always talked about wanting to open a comedy club. And, uh, you know, initially the the kind of plan for me was to open one somewhere in Oklahoma, you know, outside of Oklahoma City a little bit because I didn't want to compete with the club that I was already working just out of respect. But now that that club closed, now that the Looney Bin has closed, there's only one club in Oklahoma City. And, you know, Oklahoma City is pretty big. It's, it's just like anywhere else where, you know even though it's only, you know, 20 miles away or whatever, like people don't necessarily want to go that far. So if I could put something on another side of town, you know, that would have been great. But now that, you know, I don't necessarily have a reason to go to Oklahoma, um, I don't think that that's going to happen. So why not open a club in the high desert? There's no clubs out there. People don't want to necessarily drive down to Ontario, which is the closest comedy club. So why not build it, you know, where my family lives and, you know, I would like to do that, you know, so I've been trying to build this show and, you know, we had a great turnout last Thursday and it was not one person that I know. And that fucking pisses me off, dude. Like it really fuck. I mean, it was, it's great because it's working or, you know, the promotions are working and stuff and people are starting to tell other people and whatnot. And, you know, the, the crowds are always great when we have this show. Cause it's, you know, it's Apple Valley. Like you can kind of get away with saying, you know, you don't have to be, uh, necessarily uh, politically correct in Apple Valley, you know, you can kind of get away with some things, which I love. If that's what comedy should be, you know, people should go to comedy clubs and uh, just go there to be entertained and not go there to be offended at, you know, one, you know, you could talk about this, you could talk about this, but once you talk about this, like I'm now I'm offended and I'll get into that in a second. But, you know, it's always the crowds are always fun. It's just a matter of getting a lot of people to come so I can, like I said, continue to build this thing. And so, like, we had a great turnout, great show, you know. But like I said, not one person that came was someone that I actually knew. And that pisses me off because I know a lot of people that live in the high desert, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to start a show up there. You know, obviously my brothers live up there, but I have tons of family that live up there, family that have never come to see me one fucking, I'm talking blood relatives that have never come to see me perform and you know cool you know cool but like i said when i get those big things i'm gonna remember the family that never fucking came to support me and when they want to publicly say that i sold out and that i think i'm too good for my quote-unquote family you guys can go back to these fucking receipts this is time stamped this episode is going to be released you know uh probably friday uh february what is it the 16th um, 17th and uh, you can be like no he's been talking about this for years like how a lot of his family and friends don't come out to support I have a lot of friends and people that I know that live up in the high desert there's nothing else to do up there 
fucking that have not come to this show. So, you know, it is kind of frustrating. I do have one friend. Uh, shout out to Andy uh, Foster, uh, who I've known since I was in high school. My best friend's wife's best friend. Um, and she's come to just about all of them. The one she missed was the one that was like the best one. So, you know, um, don't know why she missed it. She apologized, but she's been to all of them up until that point, you know, so it's like, it's fine. Uh, but the point is like, I know so many people that live up there that haven't come to support and you're just like, dude, like it's, it, it's frustrating. I'm, I'm just being honest with you guys. It's frustrating that people don't want to come see something that I'm putting together don't want to come see me work on my job slash the thing that I love, the thing that I've basically devoted the last 10 years of my life to, um, and that I'm actually pretty good at, you know, it's like, I, I, I've talked about it, but it's like, you know, I'm not saying I'm the funniest person in the world. You know, I think that kind of goes to probably, or at least funniest comic, but I feel like, you know, guys like, you know, the goats, you know, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock are kind of up in that tier, but like, there's a lot of people below them that I can, you know, go heads up with. And the only thing stopping me is my following. And when I can't even get people that I know to come support, it's like, well, how the fuck am I supposed to build a following when the people that I know can't even help me spread the word, you know, or even just like, even if they weren't coming, like just something as little as sharing the event, you know, like if I'm posting that I'm going to be in your city or near your city, or even if I'm po like, I, I, I will tell you this, there are people that listen that I know and such that like if I post that I'm going to be in a city, you know, they'll tag people that they know in that place or they'll share the event. And I fucking appreciate that so much because that shit helps. You know, if you guys know how the algorithms work, you know, Facebook, you know, will show you things that they think you'll like based on other things that you like and based on who you're friends with and what they like and stuff like that. But also like if you're promoting an event uh, if you post like a flyer that they recognize as an event, they will not boost it in the algorithm because they want you to pay for ads. That's the only way you can get your thing a lot of visibility or by people sharing it. By people sharing it, then it recognizes it as a piece of uh, content that people are interested in. And then that will move it up in the algorithm as well. And so, you know, yes, I want people to come and support my events, my shows when I'm in their area. Um, but at the same time, like just a simple share of a flyer will help because maybe somebody else will see it. And then maybe somebody else would be like, oh, you know, uh, Taylor shared this event. You know, do, do you guys want to go? And then so-and-so tags someone else. And that's how it works, you guys. So when I post something and it doesn't get a lot of shares or it gets no shares, it's just like, fuck, dude, like, where's the support, man? That's all. It's free. It's literally free to fucking share or tag somebody in a post. Even or, or if I'm posting, you know, a reel or a clip or something like that is funny that I know is funny because people are laughing in the fucking clip, you know, sharing stuff like that helps. That stuff's free. You know, if, if people, you know, like... It, want to complain that they don't want to come to shows because they don't want to pay for tickets or they don't want to buy drinks and it's like okay money's tight i get it you know how you can support me share my fucking content i've talked about this all the time but anyway that's all that's all that but uh the show went great you know we're building it up it was our best turnout so our next one will be march 9th so if you're in the high desert 
or around the high desert or know people in the high desert when you see me post about the show fucking help me spread the word man like it will help because i i think i i could open a comedy club up there within the next few years and uh that would that would be that would be one of my life goals is to own a comedy club and i think that's the perfect place because like i said there's not a place up there uh that is a comedy club so anyway um great show that night and then we went to uh we had a show up in uh santa maria on saturday and you know you guys i'm grateful for anytime i can get paid to do what i love it's fucking you know like I said, I went to Canada last weekend. Um, wasn't <laughs> wasn't the best time, honestly. Uh, like so, I, you know, I talked about it, but I went to Edmonton a couple weeks ago. Um, made the most money that I have in a weekend of comedy ever. Sold the most merch that I had. Had a great time. Uh, got solicited for sex and all these other things. Got offered mushrooms and just it was just a fucking blast, dude. Um, and then I went last weekend and it was not a blast. <laughs> did not really get propositioned or anything so uh it's a little disappointing the club is a little uh run down the hotel was kind of a shithole um <laughs> not uh it wasn't a shithole in like uh like there wasn't any roaches there thank god because i was looking trust me like that's how grungy the hotel was that i was just like oh dude there's gonna be fucking roaches here and i'm gonna have to fucking check out and either bitch about it and get them to put me in another hotel or I'm going to have to fucking, you know, pay out of pocket my own money. Um, it wasn't, but I, I spent as little time in that hotel room as I needed to. Luckily, it was only a, a quick two-day trip, not even. Like, I, was, I wasn't even in Edmonton for 48 hours. I got there, flight touched down just after 4 o'clock on Friday, and... I was in the air out of that town by 6 a.m. on Sunday. So I wasn't even there 48 hours. Um, that was like, what, 30, I don't know, 34 hours or such, something like that. Um, you know, in and out, fucking, it, it was really cold. I, I ran, I think, 14 miles when I was there. And that was actually what kind of sucked about it um, also is that there wasn't in the part of town that I was in, you know, so when I was in Edmonton two weeks ago, I was another side of town and I was able to find like some parks and some trails to kind of run through. Um, and it was great. But when I, the part of town I was staying in last weekend, there were no trails and there were very little sidewalks. So I found myself kind of running, you know, in the street and on the, on, on literally running through snow and my fucking socks got all wet and my toes were frozen i eventually found a trail um for like a few miles but then it ended and i was running back on fucking you know not on the sidewalk and it was just kind of frustrating you know like it kind of reminded me of la like you know there weren't any actual like places to run you know that weren't on the side of the road and stuff but whatever i got it in no excuses needed to run the 14 miles i fucking did it you know i got a marathon coming up next weekend i'll be in atlanta running the atlanta marathon with the homie nick and some other the uh, latino media all-star runners i'm excited uh, i've never been to atlanta so i have some things that i'm excited to check out while i'm there hopefully it's not too cold um so i'm, I'm excited about it you know um but uh i'll say this i don't know if i'll do 
this particular gig in Edmonton again because <laughs> I mean like I said I'm always grateful to work but sometimes you know you do a job you know and you're just like uh, <laughs> this is why this fucking gig right here this is why some people end up killing themselves right here this sad fucking old hotel this town that's you know it's there's nothing to do there's fucking you know not a lot of people at the shows and you're just like what am i like this is not this is not moving my career forward like i don't even know if i picked up i think i got like maybe out of the 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 shows that i did there last weekend i think i got like two followers i I did sell some merch but it's always weird to me when people like me and or they say they like me and they tell me i'm funny and they buy my merch you know they spend money but then they won't follow me on social media it's like you just put money in my pocket you liked me enough to put money in my pocket but not enough to follow me on social it's weird but whatever you know it is what it is man it's part of the struggle uh, but yeah, it's definitely a job that I don't know if I will do again. Other than the fact that I got to to do an hour, which I love, you know, getting a chance to, you know, work on, you know, just doing an hour of comedy. You know, when you're in L.A., you usually only get to do, you know, if you're lucky, 10 minutes. If you're really lucky, 15 minutes, you know, um, which is why I like doing the road because I always get to do longer sets. And that's how you get good is by doing longer sets, you know, like doing 10 minutes is great. You know, you, it's short and sweet. You go bam, bam. But it's like, you know, they'll learn a little bit about you. But, you know, if you, you know, that the, the half hours and the 45 minutes and the hour sets, like those are where people really get a, an idea of who you are and, you know, what you've been through. And at least for me anyway, and, I, and those are the ones that I really enjoy. Um, and plus those pay more. So, <laughs> Um, but so, like I said, grateful for every opportunity. We had a gig in Santa Maria last weekend and I'm not, I I know it's like central California. I'm not kind of, I know it's kind of, it's, you know, like 45 minutes or so away from Solvang, which, you know, I'm very familiar with Ashton and I used to go up there all the time and, uh, you know, it was, it was a gig. I was going to hit the headline, do an hour. It's like, so like, again, thankful for every opportunity. Um, got there and it, the venue was outdoors, which is never great. Outdoor venues are not great for comedy. Um, there's just too much outside noise, you know. So if it's outdoors, you got to hope the sound is great. Otherwise, it's just not going to be the best experience. Um, and the sound was not great. So it kind of sets up for not the best experience and whatever. But it's a gig's a gig, man. I still got to go up there. It's not, not like I'm going to go up there and shit on the venue. I never do that. Um, you know, go up there and do my job and try to win some fans and, you know, have them like me enough to buy my merch. And, uh, you know, that's exactly what I was doing. You know, like I said, you know, I'm getting paid to do comedy. So I'll fucking go anywhere if you're paying me. And uh, I don't know when any of you guys have seen me do stand-up or how recently that's been but you know I like to think that you know over the years I've, I've, I've I mean I have gotten better but as far as like some of the things I say on stage like I never really considered myself like an edgy comic you know so to speak Um, I just talked about my experiences and how I saw those things and 
whatnot, you know, like, you know, like talking about my dad and talking about how people think I'm gay and stuff like that, which isn't controversial to me because it's my, you know, people say my truth, you know, (laughs) but, you know, like some of the things I say, I, yeah, like they, people might get offended if they're not listening to what I'm saying and if they're trying to make it about them which a lot of people do these days, obviously, you know, they try to make everything about them. And, um, so yeah, there are, there are things that could ruffle some feathers, you know? Um, but this particular joke isn't one of them. (laughs) I have a joke about, it's basically, I'm not going to ruin the joke. If you haven't seen me, if you have seen it, if you have seen me over the last, I don't know, like say maybe three or four months, you know, it's a, it's a it's a bit that I've been kind of building, you know, and I don't think it's done yet. I think I can still figure some things out there, but um, it's basically the premise is, you know, this next generation of kids is, you know, they're they're really soft. You know, I know we talk about it all the time. You know, kids are just soft these days. Like, you know, we were fucking, you know, we drank we drank hot water out of the water faucet and fucking we went. And ran around the neighborhood and, you know, didn't have cell phones and didn't have, you know, fucking key tags on our cell phones. So our parents knew where we were. Like, I mean, my parents kind of knew where I was. But, like, you know, we used to go on these adventures in my fucking neighborhood as a kid. And I didn't live in the best neighborhood. So it's just, you know, and, and, and kids are fat now. And, you know, we were not fat. Like, we played sports all the time in my neighborhood. Like, we had, you know, I was lucky enough to live in a neighborhood with a lot of kids my age. And, you know, we would play football on the street, you know, we would play baseball, we would play basketball in my front yard, like we would go to the park and play over the line or like we were always doing physical stuff. And now kids, you know, I mean, maybe your kid's different, but kids are always just on their phones now and it's just not the same anymore, you know, and you're just like, I don't know what happened. I mean, I have a lot of opinions on why, but anyway, <laughs> sorry, going off on a tangent, but the premise of the joke is basically kids are soft, and then I, I start making fun of kids with peanut allergies. And this fucking dude fucking got all upset and was like, fuck you, and flipping me off. And at first I kind of thought he was kidding, and then he kind of kept on. And he was, like, I could tell in his face, like, he was not kidding. And he's like, Mike, I have two kids, and they both have peanut allergies. And then I'm like, okay, well, now you're fucking talking shit to me while I'm doing my job, so now I'm going in on you. Then I fucking went in on him, told him I wasn't scared of him, because if he's offended at peanut allergy jokes, then he's a fucking pussy, and then he was trying to act like he wanted to fight, and I was like, let's fucking go, dude, I grew up in the hood, you think I'm scared of someone that's fucking offended by peanut allergy jokes, dude, get the fuck out of here, and he was trying to act like he wanted to fight, but like, you know, you guys see these people, dudes, that like, you know, try to act all hard, like they're gonna fight, and then like, their girlfriend is holding them back, kind of thing, and it's like, dude, you know, my ex-girlfriend, Ashton, very strong. You know, she's a farmer. She, she works out. She's an athlete. Um, but if I want to fucking fight somebody, she ain't fucking holding me back. You know, I might let her hold me back because I don't want her to be upset at me. But any dude who, you know, is letting his girl hold him back from a fight, dude don't really want to fucking fight. You know what I mean? So this dude was fucking running his mouth and... You know, I've had a rough, (laughs) to say the least, you know, I've had a rough 
few months, you guys. I, I there, there's actually a lot of things that um, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm just about to close this chapter in my life, and and I, I, I'm, I hate to be vague, but there's just things that I want to tell in their entirety that I've kind of kept secret from you, even from you guys. You know, even though I, I tell you guys just about everything, um, the last, you know few months especially like with the breakup and just a lot of other things have been they've been a real struggle for me you know and you know I, I might kind of allude to certain things on like social media and stuff but like I, I there's a lot of things that I've kept really close that when I fucking finally tell and I think you know within the next couple months I'm going to kind of lay it all out there um, you guys are going to be like holy shit dude I had no idea and you know, it's. It, I think you guys will have a bigger uh, respect for what I've been through and kind of what I've persevered through and stuff. But I just, I, I, I don't want to like just have this pity party where I'm like this and that. Like I try to keep it, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, not that people don't care, but like everyone's got their own problems to worry about. You know, everyone's got, you know, mortgages and kids and, you know, fucking whatnot. So like I, I try to just keep things you know positive and you know funny on my socials and you know every every once in a while you know be honest and vulnerable but like there's a lot of things that i i haven't shared with you guys yet so anyway that being said um you know I, i've been really close to snapping a couple of times <laughs> like i've been really fucking close to snapping a couple of times uh one time i, I was really close to snapping was uh i think i talked about it i might have talked about it on my dodger podcast and not this one but uh when my brother and i went down to san diego and we went to a dodger padre game and this fucking white fucking piece of shit and i say white piece of shit because that's what he was he was you could tell he was fucking a rich little white kid that fucking probably never really had anyone fucking get in his face or never got had anyone get hood on him because he's probably rich and he probably has other rich friends that kind of like go around and they think they're badasses but i was ready to fuck this dude up and it was right after asher and i broke up and i i, I almost snapped and you know thankfully my brother was there and kind of like you know calmed me down um you know i i i, I talked about how uh, if my other brother was there we definitely would have gotten into a fight and got arrested because my brother travis is a little hothead <laughs> but luckily my brother adam is a lot more calm um, maybe it's the weed. I don't know. But like if he wasn't there, I, I might have snapped in that moment. Um, and I almost snapped on Saturday <laughs> when this dude was uh, fucking yelling shit at me. And like it's, just, it's really close. And that's this is why I talk about, you know, working out a lot and stuff because, you know, and, and running, even though I don't really love running, like I expend so much energy physically through my workouts and runs and stuff that like my stress level and my anxiety i don't really have anxiety but like at times i do you know um you know kind of gets mitigated because i'm just releasing that energy and i'm challenging myself and you know i'm getting those post-workout endorphins and, and and you know people used to ask me about runner's high and i never really experienced it and maybe it was because i didn't run as much but now that i'm a full-on marathon runner now um, I, I do get runner's high sometimes and it's, it's a fucking, it's a great feeling and it helps me feel great. And it's part of the reason why I am able to kind of keep under control in the situation. But with this dude fucking running his mouth 
and trying to act like he wanted to fight me over a fucking joke about peanut allergies, dude. Like, I was ready to fuck this dude up. Um, but, you know, I, I rationalized things. I'm like, if I go and attack this guy, you know, and the thing was, like, this guy was bigger than me. You know, he was probably, you know, I don't know how old he was or anything, but he looked probably about my age, but, like, looked my age. Like, I'm not trying to act like I still look like I'm 22 years old, but I look good for 43, dude, okay? I'm in great shape. I, you know, I'm not balding. Thank God there's no one bald in my family. Knock on wood. Hopefully that stays because, God, that would fucking suck to go bald, dude. Like, I mean, maybe it'll happen one day. You know, I was always worried that when I got older, I would start going bald because I used to bleach my hair so much when I was in my 20s, you know, because I just did. I had liked bleaching my hair. I wanted to be a fucking pop star, and I rocked the fucking bleached hair for a long time. And so I always thought that that would have an effect on me when I got older and I would go bald. But like, like I said, knock on wood, I got a, I got a good head of hair. I, I, I am getting more grays than I would like, you know, which fucking sucks. But like, you know, between that and, you know, obviously, you know, people, you know, will compliment my skin. You know, I don't really have I have pretty good skin. And I, th- I attribute that to the fact that I don't eat fucking chips and don't drink a lot of soda and the fact that I obviously exercise and I drink a lot of water and I actually use you know good uh good products like on my face like I have a I I have a skincare routine I have moisturizer I use and toner and facial scrub and like all these different things that I use you know so it's like I take care of myself you know at the end of the day and so I look good for my age this dude did not look good for what I am presuming is our age. And, but he was bigger than me. And anytime someone's bigger than me, you know, they have a, they have, he probably outweighed me by like 100 pounds. I'm not being an asshole. Like he was probably like about 250. But uh, I knew he wasn't as quick as me. I knew that if I fucking just ran at him and fucking went at him a couple of times, you know, he probably wouldn't know what fucking hit him. But I also knew that if he got me a couple of times, you know, he might fuck me up. But... At the same time, I also, I did, and this is all rationalizing within like a few seconds. Um, you know, I, I thought that, you know, if something did happen, you know, there was enough people there where it wouldn't have gotten out of hand. Like maybe he got me a couple of times and maybe I got him a couple of times and then people would break it up and that would be it. And then it'd be an epic story and people would be talking about it. And, you know, I'd probably get some notoriety just because that happened, you know, um, but I didn't want to be the one to initiate anything because at the end of the day, I can't afford to get arrested over some fucking stupid shit. And, you know, I didn't want to not get paid because I could use the money. I'm trying to save money. It's part of why I've been working my ass off these last couple months is because I'm trying to fucking save money um, so I can finally move out of my brother's house um, because I've been there way too long. Like, you know, it's I talk about being a struggle. It's it it's kind of been a struggle at times. Like work has been very inconsistent. You know, I've talked about that on here. Um, my training has, you know, has been inconsistent, especially like when I first came back and comedy has been inconsistent because a lot of people, you know, are changing how they do things because of COVID, you know? Um, so anyway, I just rationalized all these things and I just like, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to, I'm not going to start the fight. But if this dude comes at me, dude, like, let's fucking go. And obviously, 
you know, he, he, he kept running his mouth, but at the end of the day, he fucking didn't want the smoke. He wanted to cause a scene. He wanted to be offended at a fucking joke about peanuts. And I, and I told him he was a pussy and I told him he was a bitch. Um, because I talk about way more offensive shit than that. And if you can't recog- if you can't go to a comedy club and understand that, you know, potentially no subject is off limits. And the joke, <laughs> he got offended just at the, at the fact that I was making fun of peanut allergies. There's worse parts of the joke. But he was being a bitch. And that's what bitches do is they fucking make shit about them and they want to complain and fucking bitch. And he looked like a bitch. And what made it even better for me was that everybody else was on my side. Like there were people in the audience yelling, fuck peanuts, fuck peanuts. Um, And then the mic went out, uh, which made fucking things even more worse and awkward because they had to fucking fix the mic and I had to... I got off stage for a second and I was afraid that the dude was going to come up to me like I tried to sucker punch. So I had to keep my eye on him. And then this other dude came at me. He's like, hey, man, I got your back, dude. This dude does something. And I was like, OK, cool. Like we're getting that's not, that's kind of like why I wasn't really scared other than the fact that I thought I could probably take the guy anyway. But like people had my back. People were yelling, fuck peanuts. And even throughout the set, people. So like that made me feel good about it, knowing that the guy was being fucking ridiculous. The guy was being a bitch. Okay, and then on top of that, he was at a table with like, I don't know, like maybe eight people, ten people. And so him and his wife, after the peanut incident, fucking sat there, arms crossed, you know, trying to visibly show how upset they were, which that just takes a lot of energy. It's so exhausting to be like, I'm mad. I'm going to show you that I'm mad. Meanwhile, everybody else at his table fucking having the best time laughing i'm funny dude okay if you're gonna sit there and act like fucking the shit that i'm saying isn't funny you're a fucking bitch okay and i even later on in my set tried to make amends i was like what's your name man and then he was still like oh we'll talk afterwards i'm like man fuck you dude let's talk fucking right now pussy you know like you're a fucking bitch you know but everyone else at his table was still laughing and so i'm like this is so funny like you're sitting here trying to show that you're mad meanwhile everybody else at your table your friends are still laughing at my shit so i know that you're just being a fucking pussy you know um anyway he ended up getting up towards the end of my set and leaving like and gave me like a like like a wave my arm like waved his arm as if to say like forget this guy kind of thing it's like yeah that's what i fucking thought bitch you know so you know like i said it, it i know i'm funny dude I know I talk about some fucked up shit, but if you really listen and you're going just to have a good time, like I talk about myself, I talk about my dad, like I talk about a lot of shit that's really personal to me. So if you're going to make something about you, then you're just a fucking pussy because I'm fucking talking about nothing's off limits to me, dude. Okay. But anyway, that was that, you know, like I said, the mic went out a few times, so it just ended up being a bit of an adventure that night, but nonetheless you know an opportunity to do comedy i had a few people that were there reach out to me and be like you know you were so funny you know it sucks that the mic went out and that that guy got upset you know i hope to see you again so hopefully you know i'll be back in that area at some point you know hopefully not too soon but you know if you guys came to that show and you want to come out and see me you know where people aren't going to get offended and uh, a little bit of a better environment maybe not outdoors and fucking come out you know um, I, uh, I just went to Vegas 
to participate in the World Series of Comedy, and I did not win. Uh, at least I did not win my event. Um, and, you know, I've done it a couple times, and uh, both times I've done it, you know, I, I question the voting process, you know. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what the criteria is. We never get to find out, like, what our scores were and everything, but... I felt like I should have at least came in second, if not first, but, you know, it is what it is, man. Um, comedy competitions are weird, you know, so, um, you know, maybe I'll get to be on America's Got Talent or something, and then I can win, like, a real contest. Um, so, yeah, um, if you're listening to this, uh, I'm, I, I don't have anything uh, set up for this weekend because I was planning on being in the finals at the World Series this weekend. And since I lost, I'm not going to be. So um, I kind of have a free weekend. So I, I'm going to try to pick up some shows. But also, I've been so fucking busy with work um, and comedy over the last, like, month or so. Um, I've gotten, you know, some nights where I'm, you know, sleeping three, three and a half, four hours. Um it's it's been a grind dude it's it's been i don't want to say a struggle because i i i love it you know i love it like i said every opportunity and you know i'm appreciating the fact that you know i'm starting to get busy even more so as a trainer as well like i've gotten a few new clients over the last few weeks so business is good on both ends so it's i'm, I'm feeling good like i said i'm trying to save money so i can get out of my brother's place i found a place so um should be out pretty soon um but that being said, I'm going to be in Atlanta next weekend, uh, the 24th, 25th, and 26th. I'm running the marathon in Atlanta on the 26th, but I'm excited. Um, if you know anyone in Atlanta, I've got a few shows I'm going to post about. Um, I don't know where they are off the top of my head, but um, that's going to be that. And then uh, on March 2nd, uh, I'll be back at the Ice House. So the Ice House is opening back up this weekend. Um, which is very exciting because that's the that's the club where I had my residency before the world caught on fire. So uh, I've been talking to them and, you know, they're kind of doing like a soft opening. I mean, they're doing a grand opening, but it's a soft grand opening because they're only open. Uh, they're only open, I think, I want to say Thursday, Friday, Saturday right now, or maybe it's Friday, Saturday. They're, op they're only open three days right now, where before they used to be open almost every day. Um, so as they're getting kind of, you know, reacclimated to you know being open and stuff it's limited but hopefully i'll have my residency back there because i love that club I, I filmed uh i recorded my my second album man of the hood there and i did a lot of shows there so it's just a great comedy club man it's so much fun so hopefully but i, I will be there on one of their shows uh march 2nd um and then uh i have my show in apple valley again march 9th and I also have, uh, I'll be headlining another show up in like Hesperia or Victorville uh, somewhere, March 10th. And I've got stuff coming up. Um, I'm going to be on the road a bunch again. You know, I'm trying to take, like, I'm not taking these weeks off, but I'm just not going like anywhere far for the next. Well, I guess I'm going to Atlanta, but whatever. So uh, just stay tuned. You know, I'll keep posting about where I'm going to be. I'm going to be coming to Seattle pretty soon. I'm going to be up in Oregon near Portland uh, pretty soon. I'm going to be you know, in a lot of places. So it's, that's what I do. It's my job to travel. So, uh, you know, hopefully I'll be in a city near you and, uh, that's that. So, uh, thanks for listening to the camera ads, 10 pounds. I will see you guys next week. Have a good day. Bye.